There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more. ¿Qué tal amigos? Mi nombre es Roman Rojas y Tremenda Vaina es el podcast donde te contamos cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro historias solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? En el último episodio de Tremenda Vaina te contamos de un muchacho en China que vendió una parte de su cuerpo para comprarse un iPad. ¿Será verdad? ¿Será mentira? Suscríbete en iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify o tu plataforma favorita. También nos puedes seguir en Twitter, Instagram o Facebook. El mundo enfrenta una pandemia. Encuentre respuestas y acceda a información veraz y confirmada en el especial de NTN24 sobre coronavirus COVID-19. Escuche los contenidos de NTN24 en su plataforma de podcast favorita. Total Wine and More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine and More has you covered at TotalWine.com. Okay, guys, in honor of election week, my question to you is, if you could hook up with a politician, who would it be? Mike? Ooh. I'm going to say Kamala Harris from California because the way she grilled Kavanaugh, it was just amazing. She's beautiful. And it turned you on? <laughs> that turned you on? <laughs> yeah, I love powerful women. So I'm going to wow. say Kamala Harris. Okay. All right. Mm, interesting. Uh, okay, Frank. I'll do Hillary since she screwed Haiti, I always screwed her. Ay! All right. Toma. Quick and to the point. I'm going to say Barack Obama, but I want Barack who smoked Newports, okay? Oh, That's yeah. the Barack I want. Old school Barack. Yeah, yeah. I want going behind the White House, getting in two pulls of a Newport real yeah. quick. That late night Barack. And, yeah. and you, Jamie? Uh, a little controversial. I'm going to go with Sarah Palin. Wow. You like him dumb. Mostly because I, I saw an adult movie by accident called Nailing Palin. <laughs> and now I just, I, I picture myself in, you know, erotic scenarios with her. So. Wow. Pew, pew. The Latinos Out Loud podcast. Wow. What it is, what it do, what, what it be up? like, hello, <laughs> bienvenidos, hi, this is the Latinos Out Loud podcast in case you were wondering, this is season 4 episode 9, wow. nice. number 9, 9 oh lives, holy snap, one of my favorite numbers, Welcome, guys. How are you? Good, good, good. I'm good. Yeah, great. 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 Good. I, uh, I am Rachel La Loca. I am Juan Bago La Loca. No, stop it. That's enough. <laughs> enough. Jay Ferns, La Loca. Come on. <laughs> Frank Spiracy, La Loca. No, yes! Frank, yes. We did it. Yes. Why, yes. Frank? Yes. Why? Yes, Frank. Yes, Frank. Yes, Frank. Oh, it only took three shows. It only took three shows. I thought you were my friend. 
and and honestly, don't peer pressure him. If he wants to do it, let him do it. But why are you doing it? Is my question. It's a tribute. You don't have a trademark yet. We can use it. It makes no sense. I told you, Laloka is for a female. Uh, okay, well, maybe not. Okay, now you're, being, now you're being gender biased. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so weird. Yep. It's, it's not, gender fluid. We are a gender fluid It podcast. is not an interchangeable word like Smurf. Like, you can't just say, hey, I'm going to Smurf this, La Loca. No, it's not like that. It's my name. Well, it's already in my email uh, tag. So it's in your signature? It's in my signature. Yo, get off <laughs> my... Yo, oh my... Yo, this is Rachel La Smurfette. <laughs> <laughs> I do a good brainy Smurf. When, he, when Papa Smurf's not around, you have to follow the rules. That's my brainy Smurf. Nice, I thought nice. that was pretty good. That's before yeah. my time. I never saw the Smurfs. Yeah. Shut up. You're not that young. Smurfs? Okay. <laughs> la, 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 la. It's Latinos Out Loud. There we go. That's I, grew up, I grew up with uh, SpongeBob. I grew up with SpongeBob. No. <laughs> no. Well, here we are. Yes. Yep. Here we are. Together at last. And yes. you, sir. Congratulations. Nice medal, man. He Michael did it. Yeah, it's nice Rachel's metal. idea. She's like, you should bring the medal to the podcast. Why wouldn't you wear it? You should be wearing it yeah. the whole week. But past this week, then then it yeah, just then gets it outdated. Gets a, a little bit of a, yeah. So can you, you just um, fill us in on what this medal was for? Thanks. Are you interviewing me or is this a podcast? <laughs> Let me know. Because I mean, you know, first time listener, like, oh, he won a medal? Like what? The Olympics? No. The so, Special Olympics? The Special Olympics. <laughs> for the new no, listeners. No, I think fans of the show would assume this is a Special Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, be real. He won. He, he didn't win, but he ran a marathon. Woo! New York City yeah, Marathon yeah. Survivor. Uh, it was really, really hard. Um, yeah. I think because my biggest fear came true, and it's always and Frank, you know this because you've seen I've played basketball, and you see I pull my calf. Yeah, I've always had an issue with my right calf, and I was doing really well. Shout outs to a Na- uh, Naori Kaba who was like an angel to me because um, he actually ran the marathon for the first time as well and he guided me and we actually ran together for the first I think 10 miles until I pulled my calf muscle oh. and then he had to go He was ahead. like peace I'm out. Wow. <laughs> no but at first we were going back and forth we were we were staying in the same pace but then I felt my, my legs were tightening up can I tell you something? When you stopped, we all were tracking you. And yes. Sophie and all of us were like, oh, he stopped to take a dump. We thought you stopped <laughs> to take caca. We didn't know you got hurt. <laughs> yeah. It's on. You know, it, I, it, it, it sucked because there it, it was two things that went through my mind when I pulled it. I was like, yo, I may not finish. Like, straight up. If it's too painful. Aww. And every time I if I put pressure on it, it's just going to pull. And then the and, and then by the time I pulled it, like the third, which is funny because every time I pulled it after that, it was because I got distracted. Like, somebody would be like, Bago! <laughs> I look, I turn around, I do a step, pulled it. Then somebody oh, else man. was like, yo! <laughs> I pulled it again. But yo, white people are the best, I tell you. Because every time I pulled it, somebody came out of nowhere. I was like, do you need a salt tablet? Do you need a pretzel? Do you yeah, gotta do it. Do you need biofreeze? <clears throat> so, the first, um, the first thirteen miles was good, but then after I kept pulling it, which is the time when you guys saw that I stopped. That was where it was the most. That was at the bridge, and I couldn't. I like, I just could not. I had to take five minutes to stretch it out. We thought you were making another caca. Another caca <laughs> break, but I, I have to be honest with you. People have been asking me what did I listen. Uh, while I was running, I was listening to the last three episodes of the podcast. You were listening to our podcast? I did because I felt like, 
Because, look, the reality is this. I don't even think you need music when you're running the marathon because you're surrounded by so many people. People are cheering. So just naturally, the energy is there. You don't need. It's not like you're running by yourself on Riverside Drive with nobody else and you needed that music. You're motivated. But by having you guys and listening to the last episode, talking about the prediction of, like, like Jamie saying this, you guys all saying that stuff, it felt warm. Guys. I was actually laughing while I was running. Um, wow. But I definitely needed your energy because I remember on the 13, 13th mile mark, I I was my goal was to get to 92nd and 1st because I knew you guys were there. And I needed that boost because it's like it was just really, really painful. So, um, yeah, well, because I think I think even tougher than the people running the marathon were the people that had to, like, look for the marathon runner after the race. Yes. That's what we were trying to do. We were like, wait, I think he's supposed to like, I think he's supposed to end here. The thing, and- was, the, the thing was, is that when we exit, they were giving out the ponchos, which I was too late. I didn't get to have a poncho. Damn. So you would think you would meet me at a block on there, but it was such a, a law, like it was like eight blocks of giving out ponchos. You, you couldn't find, it was crazy. Everybody with a poncho looked miserable, by the way. <laughs> yeah, for real. I was taking the train and people were like limping, holding on to the stairwells, being carried. It was like the running dead and shit. I was like, what? Why do people, why do people do, and you're, why do people put themselves through it? But at the end of the day, you got, you got you a got nice the, medal. Listen, 18,000 people did not finish the race. Ooh. Wow. So there was 70, there was over 70,000 people. In you think there's still like one person like that's still trying like right now? They're, they're still there. Like, yeah. I'm going to make it. <laughs> Don't you worry. I'm on, I'm on the bridge <laughs> with was, traffic. What was your time? I, oh, you know, by the way, we had to announce the winner. Oh, uh, yes. One of our listeners guessed correctly, 525. Oh, shit. Wow. Which I'm going to make the early announcement right now. I am definitely running in the 2019 Ooh, New York Marathon because wee. if you guys know me, I'm very competitive. And I know if I didn't pull my calf, I would have done it under five hours. I would probably done it four and a half. I saw the grid. It, I was um, ahead of pace or and on pace for the, fir- the first half of the marathon. So what are you going to do with calf replacement surgery or what's going to happen? For, for looks, too, because my calves are a little small. Yeah. So I'll get it for, for beauty and for efficiency. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna uh, tell you right now, dude. Al Roker beat your time when he no. wrote, when he ran the marathon. Oh, but he's not fat anymore. He, yeah. He's skinny yeah. Al Roker. The fat, the fat, fat Al Roker hours. would have been the yeah. guy still running. Are you serious? He beat me. I think he had like four something. What? I saw a list of like celebrity finishes in the you know like past Damn. marathon. What about Diddy? Did you? Oh. Oh. Diddy did it like in 4:39. Wow. Damn. Well, behind yeah. the scenes, we had a blast. Did you expect all of the Latinos out loud? I didn't know to the interns were gonna come. It was a surprise. I I was expecting it. Frank to be there, but wow. apparently Frank Frank was, had to make his had, money and work. work. You know, go. he had to make his guap. But he sent his. But if love. I gave you money, you would have drove. You would have probably given me a ride. Right, I would have driven you around. Damn. You wouldn't have to. We would have made it, you know, in less than. Four. You would have had a Gatorade in his backseat, yeah. like yeah, Gatorade. Definitely. Did you like our signs? I love the sign. You're a wordsmith. I already nicknamed you last week. Like you're Mrs. Wordsmith. <laughs> I love wordsmithing. You, you, any opportunity that you can show off that skill yeah. of yours, you'll do it. It is a hobby. Like you had multiple ones. Like people, yeah. I thought at one uh, at one point they made it, but you made all of them. We had, um, yes, I like to make signs. Uh, you know, so I made a sign. It said, uh, "You're number one." <laughs> Nice. And the other Solid. one was Run Bago. Yes. Like, oh, 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 oh. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. With wow, his picture. Wow. Yeah, no, that was amazing. Thank I'm you. I appreciate you that. It. I needed it. 
And we yeah. also had the Dominican flag going, thanks to Eddie, on yeah, 92nd yeah. and 1st. And <clears throat> every Dominican runner stopped and was like, Delo mio, Delo mio. We were like the Dominican hype crew of the New York City Marathon. Holy they shit. should hire us. Actually, funny story about that. So it only took me three minutes while I was uh, waiting for the ferry that there was a group of 15 Dominicans straight from Dominican Republic. Get out and it was 65 in total. So when I saw your flag, I'm like, yo, there definitely was going to be a lot of Dominicans that would definitely appreciate that flag and everything. But yeah. And, it's and crazy. Shout out to Zule, another Dominican who yes, ran the marathon. Yeah, Snap Black, mm-hmm. uh, Naudi again. Um, but it's amazing. I definitely recommend if anybody wants to, if they've done, you know, if they ran or they've done sports, it's a great experience. You go through all five boroughs. I mean, but yo, but you didn't even do like a half marathon first. You went straight. You know what I'm saying? Like I would, I would have to do like a... I don't like a you, little kid, like a you, little kid's version of a, of a marathon before I do. You would need just one lap. <laughs> I've never seen you skipped. I've never seen you run. So, yeah, in conclusion, I'm going to do it next year. Thank you so much. Congrats to you. Thank you brother. to everybody that was out there cheering for me. That meant so, so much, especially the, the pain that I was going through. So. And how much did you raise for domestic violence awareness? $2,500. Hello. Wow. Yeah. That's actually something I want to give you credit for. That's real. Wow. Oh, well, I appreciate that, Jamie. <laughs> right. No credit for running. <laughs> not for finishing the marathon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, no, that was awesome. And then uh, we had an inter- interesting experience afterwards when we Do we have to, to talk about it? Mm. You don't want to talk about it? I mean, we're already there, so I guess we will. Um, Adventures in Rachel <laughs> Dining. <laughs> <laughs> it should be a segment. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. So, really? Come on. <laughs> so we're at, uh, at the spot, and we are, all, we are all ordering food. La Caridad is a great Chinese Latin uh, yeah. cuisine. Infusion, yeah. Infusion yes. place. And Rachel has to go. She, she only has a half rehearsal. an hour. Yes. And Rachel orders her food. And lo and behold, always happens. I don't know why though. I don't know. I don't understand. It was so simple. I was like, okay, I'll take the chicharrón de pollo with fried rice. Right. Very simple. Mm. And a ginger ale. And what comes back? Shrimp fried rice. Ah. Who who does that? Gee. I said, is that a is that a shrimp? <laughs> and I I everybody got their food and everybody was starving. And yeah. usually you get the food really quick in this spot, which is why I was like, yes, I'm gonna make it to rehearsal on time. Bet. And, of course, my chicharron comes back looking like chicken fingers that you get at the movie theater. And shrimp in my fried rice, which I don't eat shrimp. So, Rachel. (laughs) Damn, like I need that. (laughs) That Yelp review is rough. I ended up having to scarf it down and then run to rehearsal. Oh, my God. It just never. It never It doesn't even phase me anymore because it just always happens. Jeez. It's either a hair Do you feel like you're part of a blacklist? I think everybody is conspiring. Maybe there's like a newsletter that went out to all the restaurateurs <laughs> and they were like, if this girl comes to your restaurant, yeah. just fuck up her order. Yeah. Just fuck it up. Yeah. She doesn't tip well. All she ordered was a ham and cheese. Well, just put like, I don't know, change it. Don't put cheese. Give it <laughs> a ham cream sandwich. cheese in it. <laughs> it's disgusting. Crazy. But anyway, whatever. And, and uh, Eddie became a hero that night. Yeah, leave it to New York City to just get these like people that come into a restaurant try to disrupt the service and like what the happened? people. There was some dude holding a Voss 
glass of water. Right, so we didn't know if he was homeless or not because he was drinking from a vase bottle. (laughs) Yeah, every other thing screamed homeless guy, but the vase bottle was like, oh, you're fancy. You're fancy. (laughs) But then we took a peek inside the vase bottle and saw that it was a sparkling yellow beverage. Mm. Like yeah. beer in the okay, bottle. Okay. And he yeah. was obviously twisted. Yeah. yeah. And he was just messing with this one father there with like four or five. He had mad kids, right? Yeah, he did. Uh, like he four or like, five kids. Like seven kids. The kids were crying. The guy yeah. was like in his face, like, yo, man, you're going to pay for my dinner, man. Yeah. And the dude was like, all right, fine, I'll pay for your dinner. Here's money. And the guy was like, no, I want to sit down with you. No. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wanted to probably be adopted by this guy. Like. And then. But fast forward, Eddie V is like, yo, I'll call the cops. I got this. He just want to get on the Citizen app. <laughs> yeah. He just want one of us to live stream it so he could be like, yo, I'm live on the Citizen app. Eddie, yeah. Eddie V put his superhero cape on. Yo, he, he went. He was, like, he was like communicating with the people that work in the restaurant. You know, like... Uh, he was just a big, and then he got his food for free. Yeah, whoa! So, and you whoa. did? I didn't know Damn. that. Yeah. And update, he's he got hired as security on the yeah. weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So, so say what's up to Eddie V. Yeah. Eddie yeah. V's gonna probably card you if you go to Gadi But uh, he's the new bouncer <laughs> at Gadi Wow! Wow! Yeah. Congrats, Eddie. Good job, Eddie. All right. And, well, uh, uh, last thing, yo, did anybody vote? Was vote? It was election night yeah, this yeah. week. Yeah. Any voting? Uh, what was your voting situation? Like? Well, I mean, if if I didn't plan to vote, I would have to vote because everybody had the sticker mm-hmm. and they were putting pictures. Oh, that's a new man. thing now, right? Everybody, everybody like wants on social media with the sticker, and they yes. but that gives people an excuse to do like sexy voting pictures. It's like they, you know, you can do like a, like I saw. I wanted to recreate Ricky Martin's Instagram picture because he's just lying down on a couch, <laughs> you know. I'm saying, with a sticker on his with nipple. With a sticker on his nipple. And I'm like, yo, I want to do that. I made that up. That's the only. Really? Yeah, I think so. Oh Close to his God. nipple. Close to the nipple. Even but I'm, yo, I'm like, I want to do it. That's give me an excuse to do a picture like that, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. speaking of sticker, you know, I'm a hustler, baby. I took like 10 of those stickers and I sold them for $10 each to people who didn't, who that didn't vote. That is smart. That is smart. Oh, you want to take an Instagram picture? Boom, I got you. $10. You ain't got to vote. I got wow. you. Wow, you a hustler, girl. <laughs> even, the IG, even the IG girls had, had the sticker. Even the IG girls were voting. I mean, look, homegirl on IGs in Dominican Republic. How the fuck she going to vote? You know what I'm saying? That's true. That is so true. I'm like, wait a minute. You know? Absentee vote, probably. I scanned it and I emailed it to her. I'm like, just print it out and put it on your boo. Be. That's all good. Yo, I voted for Mario Como. 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 <laughs> Mario Como. Mario Como. No, I'm just saying that shows that they they don't really know about politics. They're just. Oh, you did the impression. I did the impression. They oh, got their the model night. girl yeah. in Dominican Republic. Got it. Okay. Or any Makes girl, sense. any any Instagram model girl. You know what I'm saying? At this point. Well, we did it. The Democrats did it. Go they, Democrats. They took back the. Uh, took back the house. The house. All right. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Frank? Did you vote? Uh, Ooh. guys, uh, I well, I, I let you guys know in the chat today. I don't vote. I'll be honest. Okay, with you. What? that's my American right. What's as the an conspiracy? American. Is there, there we a go. conspiracy? There's no. I mean, listen. I, the know, voting booths are haunted. I commend. Like, I commend. On? I commend. Yo, all once of you, you, you know? scan it, they got you. Yo, you guys. I commend moves, everyone. They got your fingerprints. They got all your information. <laughs> social media. Yes. <laughs> yo, yes. I don't do that. Yo, yo, you ever been in that booth? Yo, that booth. I, uh, I had a good experience, by the way. I took my kids. Mm-hmm. I taught Donovan a little bit about democracy. Good. He just wanted a sticker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically what everybody wants. <laughs> he didn't wants. get it. But it's good. It was great. Good experience. We did it. Good. No no lines? No waiting on lines? 
Just for the scanners, but no. No, it was good. It was smooth. I mean, I went really early. I went like at six thirty. I went early because I don't want to go too late because it's 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 they're mostly these boating booths are mostly in like public schools. So yeah, I don't want to get stabbed or anything. So if I oh, go too late, okay, yeah. What I school are you going? <laughs> I saw the machines. Are they, are New York City public school system. Are they still using the old machines? Like when I saw the machines, like they old, they used the old machines. No, so Frank. have you ever voted for? I I I, I'm like a reference to something in the past. 1970 something. Yeah. I, I no, I've seen. I saw them being taken out today and being put in a truck. The he machine. just saw them. With the link. And they're from like the 60s and 70s. He yeah. voted for Jimmy Carter. <laughs> that was the last time. Yo, I saw the movie Lincoln, yo, and like they were in barns, yo. They were voting in the barns. My mom is pissed at me. Oh my god. <laughs> yo, 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 uh, Jamie, and now I think it's time for your bochicha bites. I've been waiting all day. Aye. I've been waiting all night. So I've been waiting all day. Bochicha bites. I've been waiting all day. I've been waiting all night. I've What's up, everybody? Hey, Jamie. What's going on? So, uh, in honor of election week, this is going to be a very political bochinche bite. Oh, it's like bochinche like okay. bites. But maybe. Um, no. Keep working on that. But uh, I'm going to get a little George Stephanopoulos on everybody. Hey. I don't know who Who's that, that is. Uh, he's, he's, uh, he does the debate coverage. Anyway, forget it. Oh, okay. Look, first bite. Keep working on that. First bite. Beyonce fans are blaming Beyonce for Beto O'Rourke losing a Ted Cruz. What? what? Now, if you don't know who Beto O'Rourke is, he was this, became this political superstar. Like, all his, like, speech videos became viral. Yeah. He has a very, like, John F. Kennedy type of vibe going. Mm-hmm. Now people want him to become president because he lost oh. in Texas. But um, people are, he didn't, he, Texas chose Ted Cruz again. Damn. Mm-hmm. So, so the thing with Beyonce is that she posted some photos to her uh, 119 million followers. Jesus Christ! I don't even know. I didn't even think there were that many people in the world. That's like <laughs> most of the population. That's like most of the population, and then just like extra fake people, <laughs> like that they just some added. Trolls, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, she was on the gram showing her support to Beto. She had like mm-hmm. a Beto for Senate matching shirt and cap. Yeah, it was very super Tuesday stylish. Um, she obviously was crazy in love with Beto, right? Oh boy, wow. Jamie! But people look. But the thing was, people thought that she should have, she could have shown her support to him a little earlier because mm-hmm. she posted that on election day, like two hours before mm-hmm. people two hours. started voting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think people, I do think people are being a little too hard on her though, hmm. because most of the people who voted for Ted Cruz were, let's face it, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't the, the polls, white Texas-born males, right? Yes, white males. The that was and then white females were second. This was in the this was in the statistics. I saw I was watching uh, CNN. Um, oh, but I doubt I doubt Beyonce was going to change their mind if they would have just seen that earlier. You know what I'm saying? Like I doubt it would be like, oh well, look at that Beyonce voting for Beto. I'm, I'm sure guys darn glad I saw that. That girl's hotter than a two dollar pistol. Got more, she got more curves than a barrel of snakes. She can ride my horse anytime. <laughs> Fuck Ted Cruz. I'm voting for Beto. Who run the world, girls? <laughs> I doubt that was gonna happen, um, but maybe. Maybe I just never know. Get off, yeah. Get off of Beyonce's case. I just found it. I did find it strange because I I noticed that it was like literally two hours before the polls polls closed. So I was like, "What are you doing?" She's busy, y'all. Okay, she's busy. She's got kids. She's got albums. She got so many followers though. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like 
if on a separate topic but like, if you were friends with someone with that many followers like oh, and you want like how and you wanted them to post something at you <laughs> how's you that conversation followers yeah, yeah. Instantly. Or like what about her rapper friends like yo b did you see that post i did yeah, uh, yeah. no yeah. baby i'm sorry <laughs> yo, i beyonce, didn't baby beyonce no. um you were uh, my baby uh my baby shower right um you want to post like a picture from there or what? <laughs> you just keep that to yourself okay you gonna keep it to yourself okay no 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 i didn't want you to post it to like your 120 million followers <laughs> Uh, another political story. Pete Davidson controversy. He controversially poked fun at an eye patch worn by a Republican war veteran who ran for Congress. This yes. happened in SNL this weekend. Oh, yes. Um, and this ex, the guy he made fun of, this ex Navy SEAL, ended up winning his GOP congressional race. Yep. And you guessed it, Texas. Oh, they never learn. Uh, <laughs> and now people are saying all the attention that Joe got helped this guy. Mm-hmm. Win because he wasn't really kind of like known. What he trolled him? On he wasn't a Beto O'Rourke, huh? Like he trolled him on SNL. He made a joke about he's yeah he said so, he that say? he looked like a some some guy in a porn shoot like Damn. yeah like because of his eye patch. Oh my um, and God. people got real like butthurt over it. I mean you know it's a class classless joke for a war hero, right. but it is SNL. I mean you know sometimes you gotta you gotta do that. But uh, <laughs> I mean I, I I think you know I think. If you combine that with Beyonce's early support, right? Yes. Um, and then I think with Beto O'Rourke could have won if he had Pete make fun of him. You know what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Right? And maybe they would have kicked Ted Cruz out of office, you know? Like Solange kicked Jay-Z in the elevator. Aye, yeah. <laughs> that was a That's a callback. Crazy. Um, crazy. Crazy moment. But I think Ariana, there's an opportunity for Ariana Grande here. Like, she should make a line of, like, stylish eye patches, you know, just to troll <laughs> Pete. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so all these, like, young Ariana Grande fans are wearing, like, sparkly eye patches. You know what I'm saying? And then all the, you know, all the money goes to, I don't know, people with eye patches. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Last but you bite. Political. Political. <laughs> Lastly, Dennis Hoff, the owner of the Moonlight Bunny Ranch. Oh. Which is the legal brothel in Nevada. Yes, yeah. Frank, you went there a couple of yeah, times, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... Did you really, Frank? Yeah, I went there. Yeah, Frank. Yeah. Franklin. Frank was the first Dominican to be in the Bunny. Were you on the show? Because they had a show, HBO had a show about it. On no, Cat no House. I, I wasn't on the show, but Cat I, House. That oh. was like, it was one of the hope. I, I hope nobody walks in while I'm watching type shows. On, on, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yo, okay, looking back. Um, it's also the same Bunny Ranch that Lamar Odom OD'd. Oh, yes, that's yes, right. right yes. Shout out to Bad Choices. He was doing crack in there, right? And some other stuff. Uh, he was doing a lot of stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, and butt cracks. But yeah. he survived. He's still doing his thing. Yeah. Um, so so that guy won last night also in uh, one of Nevada's elections. Congrats to him. Only problem is he died a month ago. Oh. <laughs> how does that work? Excuse me? Wait, how's that? I don't know. They voted for him. He was dead? He was dead. I think it's a good example of how Republicans will vote for anyone. Dead pimp? Is he white? Okay, that's all I need to know. <laughs> he he's got my vote. So now they gotta find somebody to like take this guy's place. I don't know what the procedure is for that. Is it gonna be the madam from the bunny ranch? <laughs> I think that's the rule. If right? you're like, yeah, if you own the brothel, the next person to take next, your place yeah, and you the die, madam, yeah. the next person to take your place is the madam. So and that'll be the office too. So imagine she'll get the her and Nancy Pelosi will get things yeah. done. Quickly. Can we move on from this bunny ranch conversation? <laughs> it's a little. It's a okay. little uncomfortable. Um, Frank, you... Uh, Did you have a friend that went there once? <laughs> no, it's just, it's really being beaten like a dead horse. Well, it, it is legal mm. in Nevada, Rachel. 
Well, Frank will tell us his stories later on. on, right. on uh, <laughs> Latinos Out Loud After Dark. And that's the bites for this week. And now it's time for the fake news. The views, opinions, and insinuations made by Frank Nibs do not necessarily reflect or represent those held by the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Live from La Gran Manzana, it's Frank Spiracy News with Frank Nibs. Hello, folks. Hey, Frank. Hey, Frank. Hey. What's hey. up? How are you doing, guys? Good, Frank. Well, guys, today I have a, a, a topic that's kind of, you guys have to, you know, stay in there with me, right? Okay. All right. Today all right. I'm talking about mountains, a lot of mountains that we see. Mike, when you uh, when you went to Arizona and you uh, you hiked... Yes. Did you see a lot of mountains, like, you know, at the top, they were, like, cut off. They looked like tree trunks. Funny that you asked. I did. Why are you asking me that, Frank? You know why? Why, Guys, just just stay with me here, right? Okay. Okay. A lot of those mountains that we see, those are really old tree trunks. What? Yes. Of, like, ginormous trees? Yes. And this is, I've mentioned this on other uh, episodes about uh, what happened uh, before the big flood. Right. Before the big flood, there was trees that went huge up into the skies. Okay, And but there's one particular mountain I want to talk about, and it's called the Devil's Tower. The Devil's Tower. Is that just another name for Trump Tower? Wow. Sorry, I went there. It's political day. The Devil's Tower is the first United States national monument. Okay, it got inaugurated September 24th, 1906. The tower, if you actually see it on YouTube, it has hexagonal shaped. It has what? I'm sorry. Listen, I I didn't catch that. If you you see, if you see, if you see the structure of the actual mountain, these things they look like pencils, and they're all bunched up together. So this wasn't made out of lava. Like scientists don't know how this mountain came to be. Okay, so when you guys actually see it, you would know exactly what I'm talking about. This mountain, so-called mountain, even has tree roots on the bottom going through the bottom of it okay Mm. all right what we see right now in our world this is a a post-apocalyptic world this world at one time looked like the movie avatar remember those big zoe right right. Hmm. there you go even in the bible blue zoe even in the bible blowy blowy (laughs) even in our bible it says there's a there's there's a in daniel 4 11 it says the tree grew large and strong and it's Top touched the sky. It was visible to the ends of the earth. Wow. Yes. That's an amazing You ever heard of the story? You ever heard of the story Jack and the Beanstalk? Yeah. Okay. That story is almost 5,000 years old. Guys. I heard about Jack and the Rice and Beanstalk. Okay. Oh. The Native Jamie! Americans The Native Americans also revere this this mountain so to speak, you know. They said star people would come from this actual mountain, okay? Um you can also go on IG and put silicon trees, and you'll see more about what these mountains really were back in the day, okay? They're almost 50 million years old also. Wow. Okay? So the, the, the mountains, like, rich husband buys them, buys them these silicon uh, trees? <laughs> <laughs> now, now, what a coincidence. When I was coming back from DR, I saw a movie, Uh-oh. okay? Oh, and that movie was, is this available on Netflix? Yes, it is. Okay, it's called Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Okay, it's mm, a, that's you, a classic. Rachel, yes, you haven't seen this classic. movie? Nope. Came oh. out in 1977, Mike. There we go. Your year right, again. You oh damn! You, know? you just love throwing that shouting out. It's a, it's a you steal- sure it was in 1952 <laughs> when you were born? Hey, here we go, guys. Here we go. Can we not have a close encounter right now? Come on. 
<laughs> All right. This movie uh, came out in 1977. It's a Steven Spielberg fan. Richard Dreyfuss is the, uh, the the main character. And at the culmination of the film, the last scene, okay, in which a alien mothership descends upon the rock formation, okay? That's the like the last scene mm-hmm. of this movie. So, you know. You just ruined it for is, Rachel. Is, but... is, is this... is yeah, this is so... Is, but listen, you know, I'm I'm coming out to some real interesting news right now. Yes. Some current news, and Rachel, you send me this, and I'm I'm connecting this with this. I don't know if it's the same spaceship, but Uh-oh. there's news that came out on MSNBC and CNN that there was a huge stadium-like, huge mothership that was at the edge of the of the sun, and it was harnessing the energy from the sun, and they to this day don't know what that was. Mm. I don't know if it's the same mothership that was in this uh, close encounter of the third kind film, but they kind of sound the same to me, at least. Wow. Yes. So this is a, like aliens, really? Like, is this an alien type of thing going on right now? Could be because. So you're saying it's a hybrid of of a tree and an alien ship combined. A trillion? A trillion? A trillion? Well, they. I think they used like the the these big that these things that were trees, like we call mountains now. And they would land on top of it so in the, the movie. That house. in the movie, that's what they did. They landed oh. on top of this. Is Trump gonna have to build a wall in space now with all these aliens coming? Oh, come! It's political week. Jamie, I'm getting political. <laughs> and if it's so far fetched, why would this this story come out on CNN and MSNBC? Mm. You guys saw it, right? Those yeah. are legitimate. Is, is Those it right? Legitimate. Those are legitimate, legitimate <laughs> news sources. Yeah, it's not go. Fox News. That's it's very real. interesting. Yeah. Frank, you continue to blow our minds. Frank, I was yeah. just thinking right now. Yes. You you always tell us to see these movies. I think there has to be a time where you give our listeners a list of movies to watch. That's oh a my good, God, I do. great so idea. I do. I do. I do. I have. A I list. think you should do it for the holidays. Like yes. what to watch over the holidays mm. by Frank. Like, like okay. a DVD package. Yeah. Okay. You know why? Because these movies always. I always watch these movies with like with a. I mean, my my attention span is like at 125. Yeah. Because you pick up on a lot of interesting stuff. And usually stuff. it's at what percentage? Well, for regular movies, like at 75, 50, okay. I go to sleep. Sorry. But when I watch some of these classics, there's always something to learn from them. It's better than Mike's list of movies last year he gave us. He was told people to watch Space Jam. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> that is so That's much. That's a classic, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not deep. It's not deep. Oh, no, of course not. If you guys think Frank should do this list, then email us at wearelatinosoutloud at gmail.com. Send Frank your suggestions. I think we should call it like movie nibspiration or something. All my movies, you learn something from my movies. There's there's always a lesson to be learned from all the movies I recommend. I think you should have a, a podcast where you're watching the movie live and then you're putting in your earlier information. Oh man, that's like you're interesting. You're in a theater and you're you're like in front of the screen and you're giving play by play. See, like this movie, um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. You see a lot of uh, Coca Cola. You see a lot of branding in this movie. Mm. You know about branding. I right, sure Rachel? do. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Well, well, excellent. Thank you so much. Thanks, All right, Frank. Guys. Love wow. it. Thank you very much. All right, you guys, this is the part of the show where we interview an amazing guest. He's amazing. He's adorable. Oh. He's a stand-up comedian. Yeah. He's coming out with a special pretty soon. Yes, and his I name am. is Orlando Leyva. 
thank you, thank you, thank you. Welcome to the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Thank you, thank you. Man. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. We're so happy to have you. This is for the culture, Latinos Out Loud. Stand up, okay? No, I don't want to stand up. I like the chairs. Real comfortable. You guys spent money in the studio. Yo, by the way, if you're not seeing the studio, which you're not because you're listening, El Gran Combo recorded here. Move on. Let's go. Yeah, there's actually some old cocaine on the floor from oh, the seventies. So like, you know, but we're happy to be here and we're happy to have you. Yo, dude, Dominican, stand up, bruh. You're doing it for the people. For the gente, man. Representing, yeah. like, yeah, were you follow. born there? I was. So the the story is, I was born in Puerto Rico. My mom smuggled me into Puerto Rico in her womb, <laughs> and then she gave birth to me. And then someone ratted my mom out, and they were like, "Yo, that lady has fake papers." So then INS came, knocked on the door, and kicked my mom out. But they didn't do like nowadays. They didn't put me in a cage or nothing. They punted me right across the water. <laughs> they said, "They said he has a blue passport, so he can come back when he's old enough." So they punted me across the water water with the blue passport my mom caught me because she was into football and it nice. was on dude so i was straight i had papers from the jump but yeah. i did shower out of buckets i did not have like ele- running water or electricity and you know and my favorite wrestler was java nano I... ah. wow yeah. we know what part of dr that. did you grow up I grew up in La Capital. My right. people are from Santiago de los Caballeros, there but they're from a place called a little, uh, I guess, a village called Los Cojorales. Right. I have like, family in Tamboril. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. So, But I know how to plant yuca. I know how to chica vaca. That's when you separate the baby calf from the big cow, from the mama cow, so she doesn't drink all the milk the whole night. <laughs> Is that and on your you resume? Ca- <laughs> you ca- I have all that, man. All it that. sounds like a show. Like, yeah, tutorials yeah. Oh, dude, because my grandfather used to put me to like just chase the cows, and she was, and it was slick because he knew it was just to get me tired because I used to be hyped. So it's like... <laughs> I used to go, and it's like at at a certain time of the day, you got to separate the baby calves, the baby cows from the mama cows, because if not, the baby cows will suck the milk all through the night. Oh, and then, and there's yeah. no milk for us. It's and not, then there's no milk for the family, and you can't milk the. It next sounds day. dirty, though. Yeah. <laughs> you would say something like that. I know. Yeah, yeah. I gotta. Do Maybe it. we get off. Yeah, yeah. I, I watch a weird type yeah, of porn. Yeah, yeah, you do. I could smell it on you too. I could smell it on you. <laughs> Nasty. Nasty. <laughs> so how old were you when you came to the States? Lávate con jabón de cuavos. That shit works. Yeah, yeah. That, that shit, that shit cures you, dude. That shit cures. Jabón de cuava. Read, read up on it. Jabón de cuava. Do okay. Wikipedia okay. or Dominicapedia. Fine. We will. So what was your question, Mike? Was I was asking you, how old were you when you came to the States? I came to the States. I was off and on throughout my whole childhood. I would fly back and forth. Because it was cheaper to buy me a plane ticket and get me out than pay the taxes. At that time, there wasn't dual residency, so I couldn't be Dominican and a U.S. citizen. So after a certain amount of time, the Dominican government would slap my family with taxes. Like, yo, he's a U.S. citizen, so he has to pay this amount of dollars to get out. So before every time they would hit that (laughs) break, they would buy me a plane ticket and fly me here to New York. Yeah, Dominicans dude. are the smartest people on the planet. Oh, slick, dude. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. No, my grandfather's an OG, man. He he was here. He brought the whole family. So we ran them. I mean, we uh we played lottery here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No you mean a wink, yeah, yeah, yeah. the wink okay. wink lottery? Yeah, yeah. We had Dominican lottery here. My grandfather did that. We had uh, laundry mats, bodegas, and barbershops because it's ATM, cash money, yo. Uh-huh. 
Wow, Dominicans, we know how to IRS strategize. IRS doesn't listen to this, right? Oh, most of that stuff's in the back. Everybody's legit. They live in Long Island, though. Okay. <laughs> That's the Dominican way. That's what's up. Yeah. So tell us about your start in comedy. Like, when did you know this is what you wanted to pursue Starting, and do? Uh, so I was, uh, I bounced around entertainment a lot. So it, it was like from music and hanging about with rappers and 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 I would end up like with, I remember I was friends with Cavario from, um, um, Don Diva magazine. So when I grew up in Miami, so when he would come to Miami and they would do like, how can I be down or the source music weekend, I would be doing street promos and passing out. Met my wife. Uh, my wife was into music. She sang and then uh, she did. She ended up working, making commercials and doing jingles for commercials. Uh, fast forward. One day I was bored. We flew up to New York. We went to Gotham, and I saw one of my homies, uh, Kyle Grooms. He's a homie, homie. He was at, and then my wife was like, "Yo, you don't, you never shut up, and you're funny, so might as well. Why don't you try?" I did an open mic. That was it. I was hooked, man. Nine years later, here did we you are. Bomb? HBO Latino, November sixteenth. Adorable. What was your experience in the beginning? Did you bomb? No, I did you, I didn't bomb. I didn't bomb because I'm an older. Not. I'm not. I, I was an older dude, so when I was talking, the people were relating to me. You know what I'm saying? So the older audience. So I'm not. I, I wasn't trying to be like quirky and stuff. I right. was just talking about everyday stuff that I like. Like right now, I talk about. You know, I'm a dude that loves HGTV. I watch marathons of HGTV. <laughs> Property Brothers, Flip or Flop, House Hunters. I yell at the TV like it's a football game. Get the marble counters. Like that's me. I'm passionate. There's a lot to be learned on those no, programs. No, no. And it's instant gratification. I started because I everything I do, I start analyzing. I was like, man, why I'm into these shows? But yo, the kitchen starts off awful, right? It's a terrible kitchen 30 minutes later brand new kitchen how awesome is that <laughs> feels good for the soul man that's good for your soul <laughs> and i watch a lot of cat videos now in the morning when i wake up i don't watch the news i just watch cats are you a cat person or uh yeah i'm a cat person i used to think they were fancy squirrels but whatever <laughs> now, I, now i'm all about the cats dude and so you performed on Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, you Tell saw us that. About that experience. Yeah. Oh man, that it was it was magical. A barrier that you broke for Dominicans. Uh, is it? I'm pretty sure another one has done it before me. Fallon is 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 such a great place to be at. So, uh, it was it's man. You talk about the star aligning. So I get the I get the 30 minutes uh, adorable on HBO November 16th. I get that. And that makes a little bit of noise. Oh, Orlando's doing a 30 minutes for HBO Latino called Adorable. And that gets a little bit of buzz. And um, I had a gig uh, sometimes. This, this is my Tony Robbins moment. In life, you got to reach. No matter where you are in life, you got to reach. I had a gig for $3,000. And I canceled that gig to fly myself to New York. And then near spent close to $3,000 between flying, last minute, hotel, and showcase here. And I showcased at the New York Comedy Club and at Caroline's. I did two little showcases. Next thing I know, I got the flag. But it's also that whole, wow, that energy of, hey, he's funny. He just crushed all the producers from The Tonight Show. And w the main producer that helped me out, Michael Cox, which he's the booker, they, everybody passed it. And I had that little bonus, that back pocket ace. He has a special coming out. So it even makes it even more and more just just amped up the situation mm. so i get on and then uh jimmy fallon turns out to be the guy i expected him to be the nicest the nicest most welcoming guy in the world but it's like kind of like like what you guys did when i just walked into your studio 
welcome we want you to succeed we're here for you to succeed mm -hmm. don't get nervous don't is we're setting you up to win we amazing. want you to win amazing. amazing yeah and adorable that i am where do you <laughs> where do you get your humbleness i, I mean i could just uh, i used to shower out of buckets yo Mm. I used to shower out of buckets straight up. I've gone hungry. I've, I've, I, I was too young and didn't recognize sometimes when my aunt would be in, in the back of the house in a room with a candle on praying so that we wouldn't have to eat just ajo blanco by itself, you know, just eat rice by itself so we could have beans and eggs and, and all of that because the capital was never like the country. I always loved the country. I love what we call el campo. Mm -hmm. I always love because I ate. There you ate. But when we lived in the capital, it was struggling. You know what I'm saying? It was very, you know, odd ends. My uncles worked different jobs. And kind of everybody came and dropped a little change in the bucket. So we, this little family could eat, you know. But my mom almost died crossing to Puerto Rico in Ayola. Montage. She, she got into a wow. little, yeah, she got into a little raft and then started taking water. And they had to turn around. You know? If you weren't a comedian, what would you be doing? Uh, if I wasn't a comedian now, prior to this, I'm also a satellite engineer. I was a satellite engineer for CBS News. So, yes, I'm smart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw that, Rich. We are. You got excited right away. You were like, I oh. did. Is oh. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, oh. he's like a scientist. Oh. Did you get a lot, a lot of material from that? Like, yo, no, I satellite don't talk, engineering? No, I don't talk about news yet. Uh, maybe one day I'll start talking about it and stuff, but... Um, if I wasn't now, I, I, I would just, I would honestly, man, I would work a regular nine to five and like be at school trying to motivate kids. When you Straight first, up. when you first started out, like every comedian tries, you know, they have to find their comic persona on stage. Is it, was it just like, I'm going to be me exaggerated or were you, did you have to kind of go through a process of finding out like, yo, what's my, like, you know, what's my character on stage? So I got lucky. I got real lucky because in my first three years and as a comic, other comics, I'm just telling you my journey. This isn't all the comics. Right. This is my journey, what happened to me. My first three years, I ended up at the, I was in Miami. So Miami is very hard. It's not like New York. New York is the Mecca. This is where you come to do it. If you really want to do comedy hardcore, you come here. And Miami, it wasn't. I was a dude. I had a house, a wife. I was good. So in Miami, there's not that many spots. So first of all, you can't mess around. You always got to come with fire. Second of all, I figured out the system that if I hosted, oh. I got more stage time than trying to be the middle guy mm -hmm. for the headliner. Mm -hmm. And then I also learned quick that when you're hosting or if you're the middle uh, guy, unless the headliners uh, work, like dealing with you and interacting with you, leave them alone. And you tend to get more work from that headliner because he's like yeah i like that guy he left me alone he wasn't asking me how do i make it in comedy and how do i do this <laughs> you know he wasn't that guy so i learned that and just back to the hosting hosting a lot and within the first three years i was hosting so much that my material was growing and then i got blessed where uh, louis anderson came in old school and he saw me doing stand-up and he said oh dude you're a storyteller. Tell stories. You're a storyteller. Because I see you struggling trying to do the premise, set up, punchline. Just tell your story. And then I started telling my story. I did that. And the second guy was a comic by the name of Bruce Bruce. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Bruce Bruce taught me that because um, with him I was doing like black rooms. And um, and I, I would tell Bruce, man, Bruce, they're quiet. 
and they're like, nah, young blood, they like you. Because if, if they didn't like you, psst, they would be talking over you. They're listening. That's what they're doing. You got them so engaged with your story that they're listening. Just you get there, you're fine. And then that was it. Then I went on the road with Sebastian Menescalco, a monster. You saw he just oh, sold yeah. out the garden. Chris D'Elia mm. in New York. So all these guys that were at the same time popping. And one of our own, like Paul Rodriguez. Paul Rodriguez one time ended his show early just so I could close out the show. That's how much he believed in me. He was just like, they paid him to come and work. And then he was just like, he ended the show early and they threw me back on stage. Well, talking about Latinos in comedy, you know, you mentioned a lot of these names that are Mm non-Latino. What do you feel is the state of Latinos in comedy? Are we there? Are we mainstream? Do we have a lot of work to do? No, I just think everybody has their own journey. So first, like, I don't compete with anybody. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't, I don't. I'm like, yo, I don't compete. We're headed to the, we're headed to the same place. We're going to get off at different exits. Mm-hmm. I know that. So I don't compete with you. I There's no need. I don't compete with you. Everybody's going to find their audience, you know? But like, are there enough of us out there? Yeah, there's plenty of Latinos. There's Jerry Garcia. There's Francisco Ramos. There's uh God it, it's and I'm just because I'm not trying to give you just the big guys that everybody knows. Of but, course, you know everybody knows yeah, the yeah. Paul Rodriguez, the yeah. the George Lopez, and the Gabriel Iglesias. But uh, there's a bunch of us, and we're making noise. And you find us on Netflix, man. There's a guy right now I can't think of his last name, Fabrizio. He's from Chile. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're looking for yeah, Fabrizio. Yeah. Look, this on Chile, this man destroys, and he's just here, the most humble dude in the world making his way through the industry here and he'll he'll come out on top Orlando so you're saying you're saying your style is storytelling Dominicans are known for storytelling I mean, that's I what we idea. do because we have no electricity so <laughs> are there any relatives that you can remember uh my, be storytelling that yeah my grandfather used to tell me dirty jokes so I could repeat them back to everybody <laughs> you know? and uh, like that was his thing and I was like six and I and I had good timing I didn't know about timing but now like you know my relatives are like hey man you were like funny when you were a little kid man we can't we didn't but I didn't know like I didn't know none of that dude not till I saw raw when i saw right. raw mm-hmm. eddie murphy raw i was like oh like that man but all, all the truth is uh, it's just the stories man i tell stories all the time there's stories i can't tell but i'll tell you here because we're in family like the first time i saw a chivo die when they killed a chivo like that wow yeah man Did you get upset what no, happened? I didn't get upset. Yeah, I couldn't eat it because I didn't know that Chivos made that noise, right? Oh, man. <laughs> so, my, first of all, yo, pause, the PETA, relax, and all you, because you're animal cruelty. First of all, this is in the country, in Dominican, in El Campo, deep in. Like, there's no car driving in. It's four by four or uh-huh. horse, you know? Uh-huh. So... We're there, and uh, and uh, I remember my grandfather, we're having a big meal, the big feast, because the whole family came in. People came in from New York. I don't know what we were celebrating. All I know, they pulled out a goat, right? And then, uh, they stabbed the goat in the heart, oh. and then they stuck a cob in his heart. I don't know for what. Something about the blood, kuhala, and then they make sausage, whatever, right? Mm. But they let the horse, yo, <laughs> this goat, I swear on everything that's honest in the world, right? This goat is screaming the whole day. 
Ay. Uh, he's not going bad. He's going. Ay. Definitely a Dominican chivo. Ay. Ay. I was like, oh, I was yo. telling my mom, mommy, pero, ay, Dios mío. Mommy, nadie tiene un revolver like that. And I'm a kid. <laughs> so this day, I won't eat goat because of that, man. That goat, man. He was, he was passionate with his pain. Ay. Now you just watch goat videos of just like yeah, yeah, just... all kind of. I saw all that stuff, man. I saw a donkey throw my mom off her. Like my mom was riding this donkey, right? And the donkey went to go hop on a mula. He was a, right. a mula that was in heat, right? Mm -hmm. So he went to go. Uh, uh, was it fellatio? Those are big words. I oh, don't know. Oh wow! Well, the donkey went to go hop on another on a female horse, right? Cause Get he, it? Yeah. But my mom was riding on top of the horse he, <laughs> on on the donkey with on the saddle and oh, whatnot, damn. and the. Donkey tossed my mom. My mom's a pretty much, she's uh, little people adjacent. Let's just put it that way, right? <laughs> Yo, my mom tied, like, she let that happen, right? And she was hurt. And I saw my mom pick up a stick and beat the crap out of that donkey. Oh, yeah, man. donkey was trying to bite my mom. G'd up stuff, man. I'm talking about Campo real stuff, dude. So she whipped that I'm ass. talking about don't drink the water because you're going to get sick, Campo <laughs> stuff, you know? So tell us about the Don't special. need the ice cubes. So by the way, you go to Dominican Republic, all right? All right? Don't eat the ice cubes, all right? Yes. That's yes. how they get you, okay? Be like my brother Gabby. He drinks Presidente from the moment he lands. Yes. To the so moment smart. he lands. But yeah. he goes, because I always get sick, because I eat, I eat everything, right? I'm always eating, right? And my brother never gets sick. And the last time we were there, right, he was like, I, go, I got real sick, and it hit me at the airport. I think I ate in a, a, a un Johnny Keke or something in the street. I made the 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 taxi pull over. Oh, you get un Johnny Keke, right? And 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 my brother and I get sick at the airport. And then my brother with the nicest buzz ever, dude. Just eyes, just beautifully glass. You know, <laughs> my brother's the sweetest guy in the world too. He's he's a lot like me. And he goes, loco, tú siempre te enferma porque tú no bebes. Yo bebo. Desde que aterrizamos hasta que despegamos. So I'll translate that for the people who are Spanish but don't speak Spanish yet. Anyway, uh, my brother goes, brother, you always get sick because you don't drink. I drink from the moment we land till the moment we take off. <laughs> and he does. He does. We just stop. I love. No, I can't talk about that. I love DR, man. Yeah, DR me too. Beautiful. You know what I noticed, beautiful. though? <clears throat> DR Pepto Be Small is everywhere. Yeah, yeah. They know how to make money out there They know, DR. they know. Because everybody's know. always getting sick. You it are sounds like so a Spanish, right, like you know? a Dominican word. Everywhere, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pepto Be Small, yeah. Or they cure you with 7-Up. 7-Up? Why yeah. do they love 7-Up like, so much out there? Uh, that's a cure, and it cures you. Oh like, my. That's what en they botella. Say. En botella, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. So tell us about the special. Special. Awesome, man. Uh, it, it started off, you talk about, that's why you. It, it, I tell people, man, I'm sorry because I know I sound corny a lot of times, and my wife is telling me, man, but whatever, I, I speak my truth. Uh, you In life, wherever you're at, man, don't, don't think that that small moment isn't a big moment because big moments start off small so mm. i i got to tell you uh hbo latino took a gamble on me on enter the nose with a five minute spot so i did enter the nose i want to say two 
right? Mm-hmm. And I got a, a, a or Entenos th- 3. It's on HBO On Demand. Feel free to go check out the Entenos series, right? Uh, they give me a five-minute spot, and it's like a small spot. And other comics were like, yo, you're only doing five minutes. Don't They don't know like that. And I was just like, no, I'm good. This is what life gave to me. This is what we're going to do. That five-minute spot, they believed in me after I delivered on that. They were like, you know what? Orlando, let's give you a 30 minutes. So from the entity nose brand, this branch grew out that turned out to be uh, HBO Latinos, Orlando Labor Special, Adorable. So I come from the Internet family, but this stands alone as a 30 minutes on HBO Latino. By the way, not even HBO, the mothership, is doing 30 minutes anymore, which is what they were known for. So HBO Latino taking this gamble on me. And it's all English. You don't, you don't hear one uh, word in Spanish. Yeah, you hear here and there, but what I'm trying to say is like, this this special once it goes to the app or that uh, Anglo person that chooses to watch HBO Latino mm-hmm. and they're like, because I've had it. Oh, it's it's in Spanish, and I'm like, no, it's in <laughs> it's in English. You could watch it. It's gonna show. I hope it comes across like, hey man, I like apple pie just like you, yeah. just mm-hmm. like the Midwest, because yeah. I've I've had the luck to travel the whole United States. So I've been in Yeehaw Junction. I've been in Columbus, Ohio. Have you been, been to Alabama? Big, I've been to Alabama. There's a few oh, Dominicans, Dominicans out there. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. In LA, there's a lot now. We're getting strong. They're called Dominicans, like at Dominicans in Cali. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we sometimes struggle. They're all with that from too. New York, by the way. All from New York, <laughs> like that. Yeah, they, they get anyway. jealous. I'm the only one that's figured out to tell the family to ship me Presidente. <laughs> so when I post, posted on IG that I'm just watching TV, drinking a Presidente, oh, where do they sell it man tell your family to send it to you man sometimes we struggle with that too what you were talking about before is because we call ourselves latinos out loud mm-hmm. so people are like oh i'm not latino i, I shouldn't listen to your podcast exactly, yeah. and i'm quiet so i don't want to yeah, do it. yeah. <laughs> but we are the latinos i like, I like who cheese and crackers <laughs> exactly I, like I mean so do i though like yeah um the white cheese with the guayaba yeah, yeah. and the crackers yeah. that's my shit yeah. but no we are the latinos who are loud and we yeah. invite everybody to listen to us yeah, and yeah. just because we talk about a lot of latino-centric stuff yes. it doesn't mean it's not related Exactly. or funny funny is funny no matter what genre language exactly. race ethnicity exactly exactly so you've got the special coming out what's next uh probably just get i'm gonna hit the road for a while i'm a strong believer in building up your stock so just keep on building up the stock deliver and then uh who knows i think uh the hbo family is getting behind me and maybe there's an hour in the future i think nice. it might be an hour put know? it out in the universe put it out in the universe and stuff like that maybe a little movie here and there i'm yeah. with i'm with some g'd up people man uh, everybody the team that's come around me is exactly what i've always asked for is what i received i said when my management team came around uh generate you know, with Dave Rath and Marlene Vigil, when they came around, it's like they saw me on stage. It wasn't like, oh, this kid is having buzz. It was like they walked into a comedy club and they saw something, and right away it was like, hey, let's go to dinner. Let's, we like what you're doing, you know. And, we have a lot of aspiring comedians and actors, performers yeah. that listen to our podcast. Dolly. What are some words of advice that you can give to those do, on the come up? Do the work. Do the work. Do the work. Do the open mic. Go to the acting class. And this isn't me. This is straight from Denzel Washington. But it it, it stands by it. It's strong words. Do the work. When you're going to acting class, you're acting. You're doing the work. 
Acting is not, and and because I know a lot of people, there's especially comedians. They like in L.A. They do this joke. This is a, a very common joke. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, dude. Nice to meet you. I'm an actor, and you're like, you're an actor. Whatever, dude. Just, just, just give me my salad. Stop talking. You know, but that person's probably going to acting class. He's doing the work. If you do the work, you'll get there. If you plow through. You'll get there. You will get there. And sometimes it isn't in the cards for you to be that actor or for you to be that comic. But it's in the cards for you to be the booker of the Tonight Show, the 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 producer on Ocean seventy five. Oh, it's coming out. You know what I'm saying? Are we already up to seventy five? I don't think I'm gonna be alive. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not (laughs) gonna be around. You know, but. You know, or you might be that producer on Orlando's Labor Adorable, November 16th on hey. HBO. Now, you've been doing, like, people think, especially with stand-ups, oh, this guy was an overnight success, right? But you said, you know, you've been doing it nine years. Stand-up is, like, one of those things where yeah. it, the more, the you know, you have... I feel like I've cracked it even, like, uh, there's guys that have gotten it younger than me, younger meaning in the years of comedy, but I'm at nine now. 10 and I see it why at 10 there's a certain level of comfort yeah. but I also didn't come from a world where I didn't do it during college or mm-hmm. high school like by the time I started doing stand up I had a mortgage you get me I had a backyard mm-hmm. front yard and and I I would have to buy dog food and mostly like chicken because my my dogs they love boiled chicken (laughs) what kind of dogs do you have i had an english bulldog named Miho and a rat terrier named nina yeah Yeah, man love them so that's an inspiration for you know stand up you know sometimes it's like a a young man's game they say but like you're an inspiration for for just yeah guys that like yo you know i'm funny and i I have a family and i have a regular job but hey i want to try that shit yeah 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 yeah. but i i I like and i'm adorable you know they might think they're adorable too yeah 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 (laughs) that was pretty much it man that was pretty much it man just keep at it well and the same thing for you guys man this podcasting for money just get it man just you keep on you keep posting you you, you keep putting it up and it, it's it's there dude you guys so got special. it it sounds awesome we love it or yeah. we could start, if not we could start a band in the studio <laughs> if not worst <laughs> case scenario we got the drum set and the, <laughs> the piano i played yeah. clarinet for a few years and in i high feel school. bad because i've taken i feel like i've taken a little bit of the edge because there's a lot of punchings mama guevaso and stuff like that <laughs> and like like i we got the engineers and stuff looking at us i could you guys can email me i'll coach you at the house you know i'll send you inspirational messages every day on how to move it forward well you're you know we're familia we all eddie v associate producer dog <laughs> go ahead rachel no i was you have say, an amazing warm voice thank like, you like your voice is so warm thank you it's awesome man thank you i'm a warm person <clears throat> you got it you got it yeah, you got it. Listen, you Thank assholes. Yeah. Go Gracias. ahead. Well, you too? Yeah. A little bit. A little <laughs> bit. Yeah. It, cra- it cracks a little bit. Like, well, I yeah, yeah. You get emotional. Yeah, you do get emotional. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yo, I was, yo, <laughs> randomly, I want to ask you, what's your favorite Dominican curse word? My favorite Dominican curse word, okay? I my favorite favorite and like management is not gonna like that i'm gonna say this yeah rachel i'm sorry you know but my favorite dominican curse word is mama yema Mm. mama yema yeah yeah yeah, because that means okay 
That means you only suck the head. Okay? Yes. That means that you're not good enough to suck the whole thing. Bro, you get me? You mama Body mama See, that, that doesn't even go with what I just said. Mama Yema. Remember that. I used to do a whole bit about it. My wife was like, that's a little bit rough because you also talk about Winnie the Pooh. And I was just like, all right. Can you use it in the sentence of your choice? No, because it's always a, a, a Mama Yema is always an insult. It's just on its own. Yeah, yeah it's on. A, it's so, what on, would prompt you saying Mama Yema? Uh, Mama Yema would be, you know, like the Uber driver, right? Mm. And you're tr- you're a local, and you're trying to tell him, "Nah, dude, don't follow the map. Listen to me." And you like, "No, I only do what the map says." And then you look at your wife, and you're at the thing, Mama Yema. Yeah. yeah. I felt that. I felt that. Yeah, I feel that. I may use that because that happens in Uber (laughs) all the time. But it's the perfect insult. That yo, that's you don't understand how highbrow that insult is. It's a it's a very humble Dominican curse, Mm. but it's so highbrow. When you break it down the way I broke it down for you guys, you're basically telling that other human being again. I repeat it. You're not good enough to suck the whole thing. Just the head. Just. That don't you go past the helmet. I swear to God, do not go past the helmet. All our non-Latino uh, listeners are just going to start using that for their Uber drivers. Yeah, Come yeah. on, Mama Yima. <laughs> Come on, bro. I got some place to be. Oh, All right. Well, listen, Somo Familia. Yeah. We wish you nothing but success. Thank you. Palante, palante. Hey, we... can I come here every time I come to New York? Please. Here. What, I'm are you here. kidding me? I'm you have here. to ask that question? I'm here. I wa- but I like to ask. I mean, me gusta que me invite. Please no, come. Uh, thank you. We need somebody on the tambourine, too, for our oh, future band. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> we gonna kill it. We gonna kill it. We gonna kill it. I feel it. In this studio, I feel I feel like hits came out of this studio. Not big ones, but hits. Anyway. Uh, like one hit wonders, Local maybe? hits. Local yeah, yeah, hits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we are gonna pump the shit out of your special. Thank you. We'll put it in the notes. And of the that podcast. warm voice. Your voice is so warm. I touched that again. Thank I want you. the fans to know that there's a certain thing, people, when you're listening and you're like, there's a certain science why you're listening to people, and it's because their level of warmness in their voice. And Rachel has the warmness. I'm gonna ah. use that as a snippet so, and it. just play it. Every day. All day. All day. <laughs> Thank every you day. so much for saying that. Yeah. My husband doesn't think I have a warm uh, voice. I hear. No. Yeah. I get uh You're probably more emotional with him though. Yeah. You're probably like my wife, she has a warm voice with strangers, but with me, high pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Very high pitch. <laughs> We thank you for taking the time out of your schedule yeah. to come to the Latinos Allowed podcast. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, Orlando Leiva. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, listen. If you're not listening to Latinos Out Loud, you're doing yourself a disservice. Holla. Okay, so it's time for the Que Lo Que. Okay, segment where we 
ask everybody que lo que es, Orlando Leiva, que lo que es, loco. Que lo que, you can find me, Orlando Leiva. You can find me at heylando.com on everything. It's simple. And you can also find my special on November 16th on HBO Latino. Right after, it'll be on the HBO Go app and on the HBO Now app. But anything else, everything else, HBO at HBO Latino. You could also see me there at Hey Lando. Thank you so much. Thank you. You guys are a blessing, man. Thank you. Awesome. All right, my turn. So first, I want to shout out our partners over at Yero.com. That's double L-E-R-O.com, the lifestyle and news platform for Latino men. If you didn't know HBO Boxing is ending after 45 years on the air, Yero takes a look at their legacy and what it meant to Latino fighters. Visit Yero.com to get the full story. My God, this whole episode is sponsored by HBO. Isn't that something? All right, you guys, uh, I have to give a quick thank you and shout out to Bold at NBC and the Women's Network at NBC for having me serve on the panel yesterday. Um, it was all about fearless women and we shared our stories. We cried. We laughed. It was amazing in front of 200 employees at NBC. So thanks to Christine Escribano. I also want to give a quick shout out to Abre, which is another organization and the Puerto Rican Alliance at Brooklyn College who brought Room 28 on to perform just this past Monday. We did some sketches right Jamie it was a lot of fun we didn't know what the crowd was going to react to it was a very uh, revolutionary type crowd uh, talking about libertad and there we were with a lot of Latino stereotypes <laughs> <laughs> but I think it was a good balance I mean there was uh, it, it was it was serious in the beginning and then they had some people like some old Brooklyn College alumni like older folks so that was cool to see they were just you know sharing memories and yeah and then we came in and um caused the ruckus but yeah. the crowd was great they loved it they really loved it so shout out to Emilia Morales and everybody over at Abre and the Puerto Rican Alliance Comedy Derailed is coming up everybody November 17th that is a Saturday 13 female comedians two shows one night at the Triad Theater guess what LOLeros use code LOL and you will get a discount on your tickets so you're in, if you're in the New York City area please join us on Saturday the 17th for Comedy Derailed, a hilarious variety show sponsored by EOP Comedy. And you can follow me at Rachel La Loca. Who's next? Um, basically, you can see me in Comedy Derailed in the audience. So if you see, if you want to sit next to me, uh, yeah, maybe I'll catch you on the line before the show starts. And my Instagram is Jay Ferns. For me, uh, Michael Diaz, Juan Bago, uh, obviously go to both of the websites, CorrienteLatina.com and Uptown Collective for more information. Um, for me, I just want to give a quick shout out to my fellow marathon runners. Um, I, a huge shout out for Naori Caba, who again was my guardian angel, but um, Janelle Martinez, Zule Antonio, uh, Petenia Ortiz, Ariana Taveras from SNL, Felix Pichardo, and Ivana Sivario. You guys uh, killed it. Uh, amazing job. And I'll be coming back uh, in 2019. And uh, Rachel. Yeah. This year, coming up next week, November 14th to the 18th, the International Puerto Rican Film Festival is coming. Oh, it's back. I yes, love that festival. And they're honoring Edgardo. Oh, we have to go. Yes. Former guest on the Latinos Aloud podcast, creator of La Borinqueña. Yes. So if you want to check out the movies, they're going to be showing 50 movies. Go to www.iprhff.com for more information. Dope movies. Great organization. Great stuff. 
check it out. And for me, Juan Bago on all the platforms. Well, thank you so much to everyone who continues to listen to our podcast. You've sent us some great reviews. Please keep them coming. Follow us on social media, on Instagram and Facebook at We Are Latinos Out Loud, on Twitter at Loca Ibago. God bless. Mike, congrats to you. We're so, so, so proud of you. And uh, on that note, we out! Oye, mijo, ¿qué show es ese que están escuchando? Tremenda vaina. Hola amigos y bienvenidos a Tremenda Vaina, el show donde escuchas cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro, solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? Nos puedes encontrar en tu plataforma favorita. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Suscríbete hoy. Y esto es Tremenda Vaina. Tremenda Vaina. There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more.